With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Hello and welcome to the Gags Tandon Show. I'm once again covering on post-match duties this week. And today we're going to cover another win. Another 3-0 win as well. I think, you know what, get 3 nils every week. We'll be happy with that, won't we, guys? So first, without further ado, first guest. Um, well, you know what? I've been waiting for a long time to do this. We, once upon a time, used to do a AI Pro um, weekend preview show. It's the GT with the GD, Mr. Guy Drinkle. I'll let you have it. It's been a while. I do. I miss it a bit. I miss it a bit. <laughs> Oh dear, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. You know what? Winning every week, it's nice. It feels different to last season, you know? Yeah. I know. I <laughs> Even, well, you know the wins towards the end of the season, we're all nervy. We were like mm. they were like surprising. Whereas this this year, you know, we'll have a we'll have a chat, something interesting about safety blankets that I've just been having a chat in a different different group, but we'll we'll discuss that in a minute. It's a, it's a bit of a UP statistical discussion, but it'll be nice to have with you guys as a as a non-stats discussion so we'll do that but we've got another guest and it's the man with the soothing beautiful voice himself long time since we spoke mr kaylin hey 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 how is it gags how are you i'm good man how are you um i'm feeling much better now i actually just had my second jab today Oh, and good. I I didn't expect it. Well, not not today. I had it yesterday, but it's hitting today. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, that that wins for me in, a, in a, a pretty good physical condition, nonetheless. Good, good. I'm glad. And and everything okay on that side of the world? Yeah, no, all good, all good. Um, the, you know, we, we're South Africa is pottering along with its uh, with its vaccination drive and stuff like that, and. Work seems to be getting back on board. You know, people are getting their lives slowly back to normal. So, yeah, on the whole, it's it's pretty positive. Good, 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 good. So we're going to take that positivity and move it into this game because obviously it was another positive game. A couple of scary moments in there, but we'll get to them. Um, we have no callers again. I think they only like to call when Nina's here. So that's fine. We'll just go through the game ourselves. Um Let's start with the lineup, actually, because um, I didn't get to last week. I do, I do this thing in Discord where um, I get on to Discord and do a free for all chat with everyone. But it was only just me talking, so I didn't do it this week. 
because no one else talks apart from me. So what's the point? So let's cover the uh, the lineups. There's Kaylin again. Um, I'm actually very very impressed with with Jürgen sticking to his word because in preseason, like I said last week, I've said every week actually uh, that he said he would rotate. So he is again, you know, standing by his word because he's one that normally doesn't. But I think he's learnt from his last few seasons, and he's rotated heavily again today. Yeah, and that's something we've been calling for. I mean, I don't know how many times we've had the conversation uh, in the AI forums, you know, on Discord and stuff like that. I remember when I was doing great, don't hate, especially. You get to a point in the season where players like Robertson and Salah and Mane, they just look knackered. Bobby last season just looked absolutely blown out. They couldn't run anymore. It, it was absolutely crazy. And the discussions just run for weeks and weeks and weeks. Why don't you just... Rotate in the big, you know, when you have the chance just to at least save legs more than anything else. And then the other part of that gags is that obviously you've got all these players on the bench. You can't just stick them there and not use them. You know, you, you have them there. It's not like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just not nice. It's almost not ethical to just let players like just be there on the bench for an entire season. Kind of, it makes you feel bad. You know, we love all these players. And so it's absolutely positive. It's something we've been calling for for a while. I love that he's doing it now. Any issues in integrating people with the play, any uh, patterns of play that you need to work out, you can work out now. Work them out now in the beginning of the season where everybody's finding their feet. You find your feet at that point. And then when we get to the nuts and bolts uh, towards the end of the season, you can push with full knowledge. You know, there are obviously a couple of squad gaps. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not always comfortable seeing uh, whoever the replacement is for Trent there because... <laughs> no, it's, it's not comfortable. We usually just don't have a like-for-like like, um, uh, replacement. But, but, uh, but do, you know, do that. But use James Milner in games that he can be used in, uh, you know, Neko or whatever like that. But spit Trent's legs. Uh, spare Robertson's legs. I'm, I'm very happy to see Timikas. I'm very happy to see Ox get a go, Nabi, etc., etc. It can only be positive. Wow. Um, Guy, obviously, we've got Thiago in, Timikas in, Milner in, um, and yeah, a uh, Kanate as well. How can we? How can we? How can we ignore the big man? Um, mm. So I think we've made 16 changes this season, which is double last year's already. Uh, which was only eight this time last year. So again, re- you know, really enforcing that rotation policy at the moment. Long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think what I, what Kay said there was spot on. I think last season, I, and Klopp did justify because he said all the changes in defence. You can't, you don't want to muddle the rest of the team about. Um, but this season, I mean, Adams. Adams, obviously, the first one who's put in uh, Kenneth's depth chart in um, in the chat. Um, yeah, it, it, it's taken a bit of a beating, but we'll get to that. But he has rotated, and obviously, these early season injuries. We've got a few back with Milner, obviously coming back. Uh, Bobby's back in training next uh, week. I think Klopp said, didn't he? Yeah. So we are getting options back. It's just some some are going out at the same time, but. Yeah, it, it, it's so important to rotate. You, you see it. I mean, Naby comes on for Thiago. There's not really a quality drop-off there. No. 
And I uh, think that's the only downside of the yeah. game, Thiago, right? Again, yeah. um, getting injured. And like like Elliot, another midfielder, losing another midfielder. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll find out. Hopefully it's not as... Um, a serious because normally what they do do the players as soon as they feel something they sit down like that anyway so yeah. hopefully he sat down early and i think the players are have been told as well as soon as you feel something just sit mm-hmm. don't run it off you know it's not it's not it's not the dark ages where you, you're told to run off shit if you feel yeah, exactly. injured and especially with someone like tiago you really want to you know protect but that would be the worry even though we're rotating we're mm-hmm. still having injuries and Thiago's did seem like more of a muscle one. But anyway, we'll get off the negatives. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed he's okay. Let's move on to uh, talking about um, the debutante today, first and foremost, before we get into the game and the goals, uh, Kanate, because there were some calls in there uh, today in the chat, in Discord, especially that he's not good enough. And um, I, I disagree. I don't think you can make a, a call off of one game really and i think it was it was off of the back of that one where he, he he kind of you know made a mistake but they made up for it with the with the shot and he and he made a block for it guy yeah i thought it was fine <laughs> yeah same here i, I don't know i like he's built like a wardrobe like, that, that's why <laughs> that's my turn. no but if you ever see it, i, I want to see this bloke in person he is built like a, an absolute wardrobe that has wheels <laughs> it's it's scary block. Um but no I, I don't I don't see a problem. Like I can't remember anything in preseason. I, I, you had the odd fit what the one thing to do, as you mentioned, but you got back and made a block. Um yeah. he he was spot on. I mean he had the, I think my only one negative he got, he got caught on the ball once, but that's nervy, he's what, twenty one, twenty two? Yeah, he's first, a kid. First really start. Good. Yeah, it's and we'll obviously talk and talk about Crystal Palace, but Crystal Palace just beat Spurs three 0 Like it's not like we're playing. Well, they did have a bad sent off, didn't they? But I, su- I suppose you're right. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's still a win. And let's talk about Palace a little bit before we go into all the Liverpool stuff, uh, Caden. And Palace were a good challenge today with with us a little bit weaker than normal in defence. Because obviously, let's be honest, Milner and when what people say Simicas when they look at the obviously when they look at this team sheet they say Simicas and they think that's a dif- a weaker defence, especially with Canati starting for the first time as well. Yeah, from this Palace side, I think in previous seasons we've absolutely known what you're going to get with uh, with Crystal Palace, right? Under Hudson, it's it's going to be something compact, it's going to be something defensive, and their entire sort of attacking plan is get the ball to uh, Zaha and maybe he can do a madness, right? And our previous defensive plans have really rotated around Wilfred Zaha and denying him uh, certain positions and stuff like that. I thought actually, I thought they pressed a lot better than what I've seen in previous seasons from that team. I also thought when they counter-attacked, they had a better sort of game plan for, you know, where people are and, and what they're kind of doing. I know it's very early in the Vieira reign, but it, I think for them it's positive signs. And they, I mean, it, it was a very long time when the game was at 1-0. You know, they kept it there. I know they rode their luck a little bit, but we, we kind of did as well. And the thing is, uh, and I know the commentators are going to, you know, want to play the story a little bit, but uh, that's all I heard from my commentary team was, you know, Liverpool very lucky to be ahead. And then by the end of the game, it's, oh, Liverpool have been flattered by the scoreline. I mean, cool. Like, <laughs> you, you can say that. But I think there is an element of truth in that. Palace did do really, really well. I think it, it was it was kind of a, 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 a because they're in between 
managerial um, sort of regimes. They've got the defensive side still obviously remembered from Hudson and then Vieira's getting them to do something different. And that's a bit difficult to contend with both from the Palace side and the opposition side. So, yeah, I, I thought we did pretty well against that, you know, given that we've got the three lads in defense who are, you know, who are not normal starters, especially Konate, who's, who's, you know, got to go up against um, Ayu and Benteke and, you know, all, all these lads uh, kind of for the first time. And to just step in and do that, I don't think people really understand, like, the, the, the from the bench to just playing in the game, it's a big difference. I know Jurgen Klopp does a lot with his training and stuff like that, but this is, you know, Jurgen Klopp has previously just kept people out for six months and not played them while they adjusted the system. Whereas this time he's got Kanate in there. I think that's a big vote of confidence. Look at Timikas, who's done absolutely brilliantly preseason and every time we've asked him to play, he's had to wait a whole season to do that. And you know what you're going to get with James Milner. So I thought they did absolutely, you know, brilliantly today, given that yeah, Palace were very, very handy. I thought more handy than they've been in a long, long time. I completely agree with everything you said there. They were handy. They were trying to attack Milner. They were going for the weak thing, weak spot. You know, at the end of the day, they own, we only conceded what XG-wise, um, I think it was 0.68. The last time I checked, it's gone now off of my screen. Um, they do do something stupid sometimes. Is it at the bottom? No, they've bloody removed it for some reason. Um, off in for goal, but they, yeah, it, they they basically they they've got so much pace, they've got so much power, and yet we were able to keep them keep them out. And yes, Adam does say that Edward didn't get a shot off, but then you know Ali mm. was too fast for him, and and Allison was excellent today in in you know helping us keep that clean sheet, making sure he was on his toes for everything, alive for everything, guy as well. So you know Ali's got to get a lot of the. You know the 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 rewards for that from us and the and the plaudits from us. Yeah, I mean, Allison Becker. I mean, apart from the bad few games he had last season, he, he's pretty much the perfect specimen of a human being and goalkeeper. But I, we we kept them a bit. I mean, the story mm. before the game was Zaha versus Milner. Maybe we just maybe we. Maybe we're overlooking Milner. <laughs> yeah, maybe I think we're so. overrating Zaha as well. I just he did he didn't out in the game apart from roll round and bitch on oh, the Oh, he's a diver. He's a diver. <laughs> he's annoying. <laughs> oh, he's just a bitch, isn't he? He does my head in. Um like, I think I was talking what's up? like him and Bruno are just so bitchy. But at least Bruno's good. Zaha isn't. <laughs> um, no, and like and they want seventy million for this guy. And that's the problem, isn't it? No no one's paying you seventy million. You know. Well maybe Everton if they get Arsenal, a bit of money. Arsenal. <laughs> Next Everton, year. Everton when the solar child. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, go on, yeah. Yeah, but Alisson, I mean, he didn't have... That's the thing with Alisson. I think people look at goalkeepers, they always appreciate the match of the day saves. Everyone wanks over Edison because he can pass the ball 800 yards and it's spot on. But what you see from Alisson today is why he's the best goalkeeper in the league, if not the world. Mm. Everything he does is just spot on positioning spot on timing coming out out on my stream my fully mm. legal stream the <laughs> first chance um their first chance in the first few minutes where there was like a, a kerfuffle i don't know why the word kerfuffles came into my head but the mix-up uh when i think it bounced off zaha and it nearly lobbed allison they were like saying allison's came out and he's made a blunder it's like that's a brilliant save because 
it comes off Zaha and it deflects like it's going to lob him. Yeah. It, it's a it's a brilliant piece of goal kit. It's bad defend on our part, but Alisson did brilliantly recover that because if it was just a mistake coming out, yeah, but it wasn't. It came off Zaha. It was just shot. It was going in. It's a brilliant piece of goalkeeping. The one I with Edward that um, Adam I mentioned as well. I don't even think they classed it as a shot, you know, in the end, that one. Because yeah. it was a deflection off, right, off, okay. off, off uh, Zaha. Because otherwise, their XG would have been higher if that was the case. Hmm. It, it's still going in, though. But yeah, it, it was going in. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was it, it, like you said, that was a big start to the game, big save mm. to the game, and that sets the game up because yeah. we're kind of nervous, then, aren't we? We're really. I mean, I was nervous watching it, so the players must have been a bit nervy with a new defense. You know, midfield probably one of the best we could field, um, and it was a, it was still a struggle. So, like mm. um, like like Steve Peters come out and said, you know, you you change the defense, you've got a debutant in there, and you come out with a clean sheet. You can't argue with that. But obviously, the context of the game, when you look at it, there were a few shots from them, but nothing really with high XG. And the only one you could argue about is the Edward one, but he he just didn't get a shot on. Yeah, in for goals, uh, 0.74 for Palace and 0.61 on uh, Foot Mob. So there'll be some, they'll go into more of that on UP on AI Pro. And if you haven't subscribed, yeah. you get a seven day free trial uh, via anvilinix.com for slash join. Um, and basically, yeah, so that that's not a very high XG. Whereas two point six one on Football Mob and three point seven four for Liverpool on um, uh, on Infogol. So that's that's really high. And I think half time was two point two four or two point four and close to it. That's massive. That's a massive XG. So let's talk about some of those chances. And the main person really who I think we should talk about um, because we were talking about missing a playmaker, and I think um, Bootle says it in Bootle T says it in in Discord. Given Trent's our main playmaker, and we still won three 0 um, we've got to. I'll stick with you, guy. We've got to talk about Simicast because he's cost us nothing, mm. and he's he's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it is great, like isn't it? I think it, it's funny because obviously we've been in direct competition with Man City for so long, and they've spent two hundred bazillion pound on fullbacks. Mm. Our backup left backs better than their starter. It's great crack. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they spent. Well, we can't men- we can't mention Mendy. What are you doing? But fifty no, mil on him. Stay away from that. Yeah. Zinchenko, whatever. I can't remember how much he cost. I think he cost a few mil. Cancelo's a backup right back who's now their starting left back and costs sixty mil. I think. Carl Walker's shit. He costs fifty mil. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing someone else. Um, but the, you look at that collection of fullbacks, and we've got our backup left back cost. 9 mil, 11 mil, whatever Simicast cost. He'd start, he'd start for them. Something like yeah. that. Um, Trent was free. Robbo was 12p. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Milner would probably start right back for them. <laughs> um, but it, it is great. I mean... I mean, it, 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 accurate just, crosses. 6 out yeah. of 11 today. That's yeah. unheard of. More than great. half of your crosses into the box or, mm. or low passes or you know go into the box are converted that is honestly guys i was speaking to darth about it earlier like because mm. at the time he'd converted all four of them when i was mm-hmm. watching and darth was like gags don't worry about it his conversion over the whole mm. season is is outrageous so we'll talk about it on up but yeah so i'll leave them to go into that but it, it's it's unheard of I think the the worry before the game and even the early parts of the match itself, you were thinking there's a real disconnect without Trent there. But yeah. it seems like obviously we can't replace him at right back, but we seem to have to have done it 
with Simicass in this game, it, obviously Robo and Simicass attack a bit differently, but Simicass seems to be a bit more Trentish compared to Robo, if that makes sense. So maybe him playing is is been has been the Trent replacement in this game. Because he seems to just attack really well. Obviously, Robertson does as well. I'm not that dense, but it, it, there seems to be more similarities with <laughs> with um, with Simicass and Trent to me. Obviously, he's not that level because Trent's a monster. But it like it, it just really is great that our backup left back has bits of both our right back and left back because yeah. when it was ju- when we were just attacking down the right hand side, and you see like Milner trying to overlap and then Hendo had to overlap. They did it well. But it's not Trent. Where and then it, then Simicast grew into the game as it went on, probably like uh, halfway mm. in the first half, and even into the second half, it, it, he just kind of turned into a bit of an attacking machine. It, it's great to have him as an option. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It took hey, uh, it took a little bit of time, right? Like uh, I remember the beginning of the game, I was saying like, oof, you know, you really can sense that Liverpool miss Trent when he's not in the team, and and. By the end of the first half, like you were saying, guy, the comment, you know, the, the commentary team had even noticed that our play was mostly going to the left, which is really interesting because when Trent and Elliot and Salah have been playing this season, everything has gone through the right. You know, all our creative play. That's where we made all the space. It was so interesting that after you know a little bit of time, the play was going through the the left hand side and. Timikas is extremely versatile in how he approaches the ball and links up with players. Like in his delivery, I mean, you were talking about the crosses, gags, but like his corners, mm. and you know, also were just really, really excellent. So, man, I'm I'm very excited to see what he can bring. I'm so. I mean, we've got two ridiculous left backs. When's yeah. the last time that happened? I think the difference, though, between them is you know, Robbo can be called the maraud- marauding left back because. He literally is just sprinting around everywhere. Mm. Whereas <laughs> with with Simicast, you get that feeling he can he can he can take a player on, but he's gonna he's gonna set, steady that ball and he's just gonna whip one in, like you know, really just crack one. And if you look at the chances, there was the Hendo chance early on, guy that Hendo uh, got a good good volley on, put, yeah. got it on target. That's all you could ask from that angle. There was the Mo mm. from a similar position. There was the Jota one that he got into Jota, but I don't think I think he shot over. I'm not sure. I can't remember the what he or was it blocked wide? I think it was blocked. And then the final one was the corner that mm. um, that Mo <laughs> got a brilliant yeah. header onto. And I want to talk about that corner because if you notice, that looks like it was completely worked on in training, completely because mm. Mo comes from nowhere into the big gap <laughs> as if and the ball is beautifully placed into that gap for Mo to get onto. I mean that is a that is a definitely training ground first goal. You know, obviously what follows you don't you don't predict, but Mane also hanging around for the for the keeper's save. It's great to see because I I know it's I know it's every team complains about their corners. And I'm sure Liverpool fans <laughs> do it more than most. But it does feel like when Robbo takes a corner, you're just like, it's going to hit the first man. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, it, it must have been working on. Why would you, like, we have, as I said, we have a wardrobe and Van Dyke coming up from a corner. <laughs> you, you don't pick out more Salah for a corner. So it, it, it's a great piece of work, whoever's came up with no, it. They, they distract everyone, the mm. big boys for Palace. And Mo sneaks in because he's faster yeah. than anyone else. 
So good luck catching Mo running into space. That's the key, right? Run into space, meet yeah. it. Uh, because obviously if you're running at pace and you head it at pace, you're going to get some proper velocity on the header. And he does. And that's oh, why he keeper has, and that's why the keeper has to palm it. And let's really just have it. a word. Caelan, let's have a word for, for Mane here. Because the guy has been slated by all and sundry, including us sometimes. But the guy finishes that chance from the angle where everybody probably would have put, put some money down and him missing that one. I tell you what, I've been part of... I mean, I've won a lot of WhatsApp groups for football. And the way Sadio gets slaughtered is absolutely like... I mean, I thought I was, you know, going... But I felt guilty about complaining about him a little bit. And, you know, then you I go into WhatsApp and it's like, wow. Wow, it's everything's burning. <laughs> it's like... It's like Troy from Community just walking into the burning room, kind of. But it's 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 not really fair in terms of that because I know his last season wasn't you know the the best in terms of output. Uh, but he, his form did come on in the end, and it's carried on sort of into this season. He's taken a little while to find his feet, but he's getting into the right positions consistently. That's an extremely positive sign. He's trying really hard. He's uh, he's taking on de- defenders. He might not always. You know, get it right. Um, was it the Inter Milan game where we just? Uh, I think AC Milan. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, AC. Where, where he just tried and tried and tried. It seems like yeah. nothing was going to come <laughs> off. Um, but it's uh, it's it's the the thing is why I'm saying that why it's positive is because there's another player actually in this discussion who kind of because everybody's looking at Sadio, he's not really talking about which is Jota this season and and like for me. Uh, Jota has been like, like what's the word? Kind of wishy-washy almost. You know, it's like you don't see him. He doesn't really do much, and then he might Definitely score a goal. These last few games. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking very small sample size. These last few games, you know, just uh, beginning of the season kind of thing. Um, and and you know, his form is as as sort of perhaps hurt us a little bit more because if Bobby's not there, then you know you need somebody else to contribute. If Mane is going to be in a bit of spotty form, then you're just, you know, in last season relying on Mo. If Mo doesn't do it, we ain't doing it. But um, I do like how Sadio has... He keeps on taking the burden of creativity and the burden of goal scoring upon himself. He takes on plays, not always successful, but it takes a lot of guts to just keep on trying, keep on trying, keep on trying. And I thought in this Palace game, as Liverpool got better and better as the game went on, Sadio got better and better as the game went on. And you, you saw him becoming more penetrating into the box. You saw him getting into much better positions. And you saw him being far greater danger than what he was. And I hope this is just a, like a continuation, you know, another step up, a, up the ladder to get back to that normal form. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wonder, though, if to be honest, people if he accept... scoring, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is the thing. This is the thing. Uh, like uh, I was going to say, I wonder if people will accept like this form in terms of output. If of you know they're going to keep on confirming that that he's he's playing terribly. The thing is because he scored last game, and in the beginning of this game, you know the WhatsApp groups were full again, and everybody was saying, "Oh, you know this is this is really terrible." And, yeah, and if he plays fifty and he scores twenty-five or to even twenty, no one's going to complain. Watch. I hope not because I'm. Um, that's it, that would get very tiring for me. 
Yeah, because the volume, the, the, the volume of goals is there, guys. Surely, if if he scores, ends up getting twenty again this season, no one's gonna, no one's gonna bat an eyelid. They'll say, "Yeah, man is back," even if he's the same, looks the same on the pitch, but he's just putting them in the net because you can't have that bad a conversion as him and Firmino had last year. Something's got mm. to, you know, level up there. And uh, Firmino's already showed that at the start of the season. He started putting them away. So fingers crossed that's what happens. But you talked about Jota Kay, and I'll go to Guy with this. He missed a big chance then. Let's talk about some of the football that was played before that, because Liverpool did play some wonderful football in parts in this game. Not the full 90, but in mm-hmm. parts, the pressure was there, especially that shot a big chance where Mane, Mo, Hendo played a really nice triangle. And if you look back and you watch mm. all the inside training videos like I do, it was a little bit like the triangles they drew in training that came off and Hendo put a lovely ball in for Thiago to head it. I have no idea how... I mean, another good save from the keeper. I don't know how Jota missed, though, dude. No, I don't either. Considering it's Jota as well, like, if it... We just kind of laughed it off. But if it was Mane, you'd probably go, yeah, <laughs> it probably is. That's probably one Mane misses, and then he'll score an overhead kick later on. Yeah. It, it, the fact it's Jota, it's like, ooh, you're in the team to score goals. <laughs> um, it, 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 it seemed to play on him as well because the the miss is embarrassingly bad especially for a player of his quality but then he just because i thought he started the game off okay but after yeah. that he was non-existent like he yeah. just re, he just disappeared completely so he is a pressing monster though to be fair to him, mm. him and he is he is like constantly on harassing he? them yeah yeah he's he's mm. off ball he's a like like pep said he's a maniac and i reckon that's why he's taken off mm-hmm. 70 minutes he does give it more mm. than anyone so probably i don't know about his running distance numbers we probably need to go mm-hmm. to side for that but we can talk but if you look at it every game he's taken off for 70 minutes now whether that's an issue with his with his um stamina or whether it's because he runs more and sprints more than everyone i don't know but there's something there he's literally taken off most games i'd say more than 80 percent of games at yeah. 70 minutes so something's there, but I, I still think yeah. he. I still think once Bobby comes gets fit again, and I think he's going to start training next week according to Klopp. Yeah, I think once the rotation starts between the front three, we'll we'll see more. We'll see even more from Jota as well, and he's he's he is sensational off the bench sometimes too. So I can't mm-hmm. wait till he comes off the bench, changes a few games when we need him. Um, okay, we talked about the first half. Uh, the goal. Anything else from that first half that we need to discuss that we've missed? You think? Um, my only thing is, uh, gone. Could we sustain a run without Trent? Because we meant we mentioned Simicast. Well, I mentioned Simicast could be a like for like, but he obviously doesn't play the same position as him. But Milner played well to a point. I think. I think we had to protect him a bit more than we usually do with Trent, if that makes sense. Mm. So could we sustain without Trent? I, I don't... I won't be confident in that. That's probably the only talking point away from that, because I don't think... I don't think Zaha ever roasted him, but I saw more defend a bit more than we usually do. Henderson was a bit more disciplined than we saw in midweek, for example. Um, yeah. it, it, it That is a worry. I know he's ill, but if he did get an injury... And considering the form he's been in this season as well, mm. he, he is obviously irreplaceable. But I, I'd still pick Milner over Nico, but it's not ideal considering we just bigged up our backup left back. 
I think the, the, the another issue there is if you're not going to have Cheney in the team, you need another channel of creativity that should be down the middle. It's probably why Thiago was picked, uh, you know, in the midfield and why his replacement was like, you know, and why Nabi, sorry, came on later. Um, and it, it, it kind of worked and it kind of didn't. I don't think we've got that figured out yet, have we, either? So, I mean, it's an interesting question. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to, you know, because obviously Trent, the amount of creativity we've had from Trent uh, this season so far has been unbelievable. So at the end of the day, we have to see what happens with that. I think it'll be difficult. But that right-hand side, they did still create something from there with um, with Hendo moving across, with Mo there, Mane there. Um, but yeah, you take a big component of Liverpool's game out, of course you're going to miss it, and we would miss it. Uh, I don't know how they'd replace it, to be honest. Uh, I don't think Nico will do anything there. I don't think if Gomez started playing right back, he'd do anything there. And certainly, I don't think Milner's got the legs to play there week in, week out now, mm. unfortunately. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. You take out Ali out of the team, you take VVD out of the team, you take Trent out of the team, you take Mo out of the team. If you can say that about so many players, I think Robbo now, we can take out and bring some in, which is nice, but mm-hmm. it would be nice to have that round the team, right? Um, everywhere, mm. but we can't. So, um, you know, the Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the league. It's, it's one of those things. What can you do? What can you do? Um, but, okay, um, let's quickly move into the second half then. But before we do, we need to take a quick break. So we'll be back in a minute or so after this. Enjoying this podcast? then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast, to the transfer links, scouting reports and fast live reaction shows we record after every match, AI Pro is home to our very best content. With regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Mulby and Sir Kenny Dalgleish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches and psychologists, we'll help bring you closer to the club you love. There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive. Available on all popular podcast platforms, with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your 7-day free trial now. Okay, welcome back. Do join AI Pro. We hope uh, you support us on AI. Please do. Lots of all of our premium content is on AI Pro. Anyway, back to Guy and Caden. Kay, the second half starts. Um, I think we had a lot of, you know, there was a lot of pressure on them in the second half. They did have a few chances and get at us a few times, but I thought we were dominating in that early period, I think, when we came out in the second half? I think I think the guys just didn't want the same thing to happen at the beginning of the, of the first half. I think they were very cognizant of that. And you, you see a lot of these teams that like to sort of start a half or start a quarter even by really going at you hard for like five, ten minutes and then just drop back. You know, but in that five, ten minutes, there's so much activity going on that you could concede a goal. And I think Liverpool were cognizant of that this time, and we're just like, no, you know, we've we we need to we need to shoot. This is Anfield as well, you know, and to just show the dominance and uh, and and to come on. I know, I know. By the end of kind of the second half, the possession figures were a lot more even than um, sort of the, the end of the first half. But by that time, it was. I mean, we were. You know, we we were fine with managing the game. 
I think we needed to control the game how we wanted to control it. In the beginning, that was much more pressure on their goal. Isolate Zaha, isolate Benteke, make sure that you know nobody's reaching them. And then just control everything that came. The pressing was really good. We just seemed to turn over ball after ball after ball after ball. And it was it was like demons. I mean, Jordan Henderson as well, and I, I recall him doing you know a lot along with uh, Thiago and obviously Fabs. But wow, we we just would not let them pass a line for certain points in that in that second half. It was absolutely wonderful to see. Imagine playing against that. You must feel like you're being bullied. You know, <laughs> can we? Can I have a turn? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, but th- that's how I, I like that because it's taken us a while to get to that level. And last season. We were worried about so many other things in terms of in terms of management, you know, management of the squad, making sure we're not embarrassed in certain games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's nice to see that even without um, big players like you know, like Matipo Gomez, uh, without Trent, Firmino, and that kind of thing, the players can respond and manage a game in the correct way, even when that calls for putting a lot of pressure on the opposition and keeping the ball very high up the field. Absolutely lovely to see. Absolutely. And then, Guy, as the half went on, it did get nervy. We did lose that domination and we did leave the, let them back into the game a little bit. And, you know, we didn't score till late. So it was at 1-0. The game was, was pretty nervy. We, we had a barrage of shots against their keeper. He saved everything at that point. But, you know, they were they were also attacking us and there was a couple of, one, not one-on-ones, but obviously that Edward won the chance then. A couple of Edward ones, actually where he took one shot, he was saved one, he didn't even take a shot off. Um, one fab, mm. fab messed up in midfield and uh, they got in behind us and, and Zaha shot wide. So th- there were some nervy moments in that second half, weren't there? Yeah, there really was. There really was. And as we say, like, we... I will not say we clicked going forward, like, consistently throughout the game. I think... Mm. Like the start of the first, uh, second half, I should say, we we saw more. More just turned it on for like ten minutes and started to think Mitchell should have retired. But then after that, we, we kind of just lost our groove going forward. I, I mentioned Jota dropping off, but it was like, as you say, he's got the off ball work, but on ball it was kind of breaking down around him. The midfield kind of lost grips with theirs, and we got sloppy on the ball. I think. I think that was. Maybe one criticism we could have had of Kanate. I don't think he was bad on the ball, as, as some people say, but there was a couple n- nervy moments. I think, like, he passed Indecision. Mil- Indecision. Yeah, indecis- were. Because leave- if he was with Milner, he was leaving it to Milner, whereas... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need, to, we need Kanate to say, you know what, you just take control, bro. You're, yeah. you're, as, mm. you're as big as a cupboard, mm. as Guy says. Just take it. Just take it all and, and, and run with it. Don't mm. leave it to anyone else. And you know what? Thiago did that midweek with... No, against Leeds with Hendo. Because he was in control of the ball, but he was going to leave it to Hendo. Don't do that. And then Bamford shot from the halfway line or whatever it was. Don't do that. Don't don't leave it to anyone else is one thing. That's just a couple mm-hmm. of yeah. two instances. Very small sample. But we shouldn't do that. We should just take control well, if you're in, in, in the, with possession of the ball and do what's right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the difference between us and some of the other teams is well, we, we do we will boot it into Rosette. We yeah. won't play. We won't overly play from the back. We do sometimes. Well, every team does, but we we will be safety first when needs be. And I think in certain situations, like the one at right back when Kanata tried to pass to Milner when he had someone right on him, it, it you'd probably see Matip. Well, Matip would probably dribble past five people. To be fair to him, but 
Sometimes you'd see Matip just hooting <laughs> in the crowd. Um, but yeah, I think we did kind of lose control of the game a bit, but we also had the Thiago injury in that spell. I thought we lost control of the game. Yeah. So yeah. we had to resettle the midfield. It took a few minutes for Naby to get on as well, didn't we? We had to play with 10 men for a few minutes, if I remember it correctly. Did. It, it did. It did. They were smart with that. They kept the, yeah. ball, kept the ball in play for a bit. So yeah. we were running around. But uh, uh, then what happens, Kay, is we score off a, off a corner again. So it's three in this game <laughs> off a corner, but this is the second one. And also, by the way, if, I don't know if many of you have heard on the UP or not, but... We're literally running really, really hot right now in shooting, getting shots off, off of corners. Yeah. Whether they're whether they're headed out like the Hendo one, like Hendo scored, it was headed out. Very similarly, this one that that happened for Nabby's goal. We'll get there in a minute. But then this one, VVD flicks on, and there's Mo again in the in the box. Whereas a few weeks ago, Mo scored from outside the box, right? So mm. they're doing different things. There's different, you know. The, it's just. It's it's just phenomenal what we're doing off of corners right now. I don't think I think it's all time, just crazy shot, sh- uh, you know, shot attempts from corners. And I think we're about twenty ahead of the next team in the league at the moment. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> no, but it's it's all fantastic signs, right? Because you have situations where you get low blocks, and then you have to find ways around low blocks. I thought it was very interesting in the Palace game, uh, during this game, just because there were so many times where, especially from uh, Timikas' side, he would cross it and it would be over everybody and then somebody would arrive late on the far side. And I think that worked out that if you're going to have a very compact defense from the opposition, somebody arriving late on the far side is bound to be in a ton of space as well as having a defense that's very slow to react. So, you know, they did it a couple of times. And to me, that's that's just showing like they're, they're trying to work this out. And it's part of a um, what I'm hoping, obviously, it must be. But uh, it's part of a greater set of solutions to be able to break through these low blocks and and to find solutions around them. You know, we 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 really talk about Man City when they're very, very good at having that low block break absolutely down and pat. Not today, and though. We did it. Not today. but <laughs> <laughs> Not today. We, Captain America. Mm-hmm. We certainly did that uh, during, you know, when we won the won the title. It you couldn't, you just couldn't keep us out. And now, gags. I don't know if you feel like it as well, but it just feels like we we are adding, you know, more tools to the box every single time we see it. Obviously, these guys are working on it, but it just it just seems like there's ways that we're going to break this down. There's ways that we're going to come at you. Um, it, it's the, the other part of it. The other part of it, though, maybe that's a that's a question. You know, to ask, but the other part of it is those are coming from kind of set plays. You know, your your throw-ins and your corners, especially, are are, are coming along very well. Do, do you guys get a sense of frustration because we've had a few games this season where, from open play, Liverpool have created a couple big chances, but not really, you know, not not scored, not stuck the, stuck them away, and that's gotten us got it got us in trouble in the AC Milan game, but. You know, it, it, it's always something that's liable to get you into trouble because 1-0 is not a very secure scoreline. 0-0 is a less secure scoreline. Um, is that something you guys are worried about or, you know, uh, early season uh, working out the kinks kind of thing? Guy? Um, well, I think if Mane could shoot this season consistently, we'd probably be time <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think what, dif- what differentiates us from 
City mainly. I think Chelsea have this as well. I think we're one of the more comfortable teams at 1-0. Like, I think we're built on our defence where Man City... are built on their attack. I think Chelsea are built on their defence as well. Probably more on their system though. There's no need for us to panic and go, oh, we need a second, we need a third, like when we had Rodgers and stuff mm. like that. Cause we always want a second. We always want a second just for our sanity. Um, whereas at Man... We, we, what we do... Yeah, absolutely. And that, that that's fun. That's fun nerves. But I don't think the players no. are nervous at 1-0. And that's especially what I was going to say. That was the security blanket been. discussion we'll have at the end. But mm-hmm. um, I think I think that's that's definitely the key, having defenders back that can that you know that give us that security and make us feel safe especially on um especially with Matip and VVD and now that we can switch between them having one at least playing that's mm-hmm. that's that's massive and obviously let's finish off the second half discussion um by the way we were lucky to to have players not more players on yellow cards or someone sent off because we were <laughs> properly going after players or fouling them more. And we had obviously Zaha diving to get us booked, but we did luckily we kept everybody on the pitch. But the last goal is the most pleasurable goal because again it's flicked out guy and our boy, Nabby Baby, has absolutely smashed one in and then the celebration is a beauty. <laughs> This goal right here is why I hate three o'clock kickoffs. Because I'm watching Soccer Saturday because my stream kept dying. Yeah. Michael Dawson described that goal so badly, I could be up there <laughs> doing it. Um, what a twat. Ah, Jesus, he did a bad job. What, uh, what did he say? He was just like, well, he, he, he said it was a mint goal, but it was just like, oh, it came over his shoulder, and I was expecting, like, I don't know, just like a rocket off the floor, and it was just a looping volley of beauty. I was like, Big it up, man. Um, <laughs> he just didn't. It, ah, it's because he's from Yorkshire. That's why. Um, but yeah, it's ah, it's his little face at the end, isn't it? I, I think there's a, <laughs> there's, a, there's a Paddy Power tweet where it's um, it, it's nice of Nabby to for his celebration to have the face of when when you think you may have left the cooker on at home afterwards. Ah, it's just he's adorable, isn't he? That, that's the thing. It, it, it's a player who's Liverpool career is not. Not gone as anyone at all, but when you see stuff like on his weaker foot, you see stuff like that, and it's just like, please stay healthy because you are mint. And obviously, with the Thiago injury, he'll he'll probably be he'll be the third midfielder now. You'd expect, yeah. Of, you you probably won't see him against Norwich now. Who have we got next? Brentford. Yeah. You'll see him starting against Brentford, hopefully. And yeah, if he if he stays, that's the big. I'm, I am I am touching wood. Don't worry. Um, but if he does stay fit, he, he is high quality. He just really is. And that goal is fantastic. And that's probably... I know Ox has a worldy in him. And obviously Henderson scored one um, in midweek. But if for someone to score on the edge of the box out of our midfield, I'd probably put him first. Like, I yeah. think he's the one who'd do something out of nothing out of our midfield. And and that's, that was, that's what he showed. Like, left foot, volley, looping... That, their goalkeeper had a really good game. And he did. He could have had three of them in there. That wasn't getting served. No. <laughs> um, and Klopp has come on, Thiago. Thank you to Hugh for putting this in the chat. He felt his calf, maybe not that serious, but we will have to see. It would be great if he could get some good news uh, on that. So basically, uh, Klopp doesn't think it's serious, but they still want to double-check with a 
um, scan. I think you know might be safe to say that Thiago probably won't play until Porto at least. Maybe maybe the game after, just before the, the international break. But that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Hopefully, it's just a grade one, so it's um, um, you know not as not as serious. But yeah, back on back to Naby. He's now very important in this next phase of games. I don't think we should risk him against Norwich at all. Uh, Gomez and Canate, I think, need to play against Norwich. Um, I think Nat's playing. I'm sure I saw Jim. Oh, Nat will play. There you go. Yeah, Nat I think Jim tweeted it. He's playing. I think. Yeah, Nat, Nat and Gomez then. And then um, Nico, if he's if he is Nico fit or he's injured, I don't think he, I don't think he was on the bench, was he? Yeah, but that's because we got Gomez, so he, he wouldn't have played him on the bench. Um, yeah, but, but we yeah, didn't have, we didn't like, have Matip on the bench. He did. Oh, we had Robbo, obviously. Yeah, so we've got uh, like he's still injured, according to uh, live score. Oh, okay. So we've maybe got, Connor Bradley. Yeah, we got. I think we're gonna have players like um, Minamino and um, you know. Um, and Origi and Ox will play this game, mm. won't they? And Curtis needs the minutes as well. Mm-hmm. Gordon will play definitely. So yeah, I think I don't think we should risk anyone like uh, Naby, Hendo, you know, Millie. None of those. None of these guys. VVD, Mo, Mane, Bobby. None of them should be playing in this this game in midweek. Should be the kids plus the fringe players only that haven't played. And then we need to focus on Brentford and, and Porto, really. So um, anyway, I want to go to the big chat, the, the the security blanket chat of VVD, because really interesting conversation in the UP group. And I think they'll probably carry it forward with stats into UP. But, you know, I think Darth's point is that the most important player for Liverpool is VVD. And how when he comes into the team, he just gives you that secure base where the rest of the team are, are able to just go and excel. And not only the, not only for the players, but the fans as well. They're just not as stressed. I, I am so much calmer in a game this year. And, you know, could it be that it's just the presence of having, you know, VVD, but obviously more so that there's Alisson, VVD, Fab in it, and then Mo in a, in a spine, you know, m- maybe that's it. But I'd I'd like to have, your guys' views on on that is he the most, um, you know, important player for Liverpool, and or, or do you more go with that he's just that defensive security blanket that lets us expand? K, you know. Mm, I mean that's such a oof. That's difficult. That's difficult. Like so today, one the interesting chats I was having on Twitter was about Allison actually, and how you know with his positioning and game sense. Every you know, whenever you feel that the defense is in a uh, an, a very awkward position, basically the opposition should score. The ball somehow ends up in his hands, and it, it's difficult from because from a fan perspective, especially when you're watching it live and you don't you know you, you're not watching it a second time. Uh, before that, you are really taking notice of you know all the defenders and stuff like that, and I suppose def- uh, goalkeepers have that kind of status where. They're the ones that end up getting the you know a lot of the credit for the for the clean sheet, especially at the end of opposition moves because they end up holding the ball. It's a really interesting discussion because for me the safety blanket is Fab's VVD Allison, and it must be absolutely horrible to try and play against those guys. The game sense and the the physical ability of all of them is absolutely ridiculous. But when Virgil Van Dijk was out last season, and I know Fab's did really well. Um, you know, when he stopped being a defender, when he went back into the midfield and he helped us out a lot. I think it's absolutely correct that we were still super worried about what would happen 
whenever whenever balls came into the box and and we were being attacked and you know that, that kind of stuff uh, i think the only check mark the only like sort of question mark next to the whole thing is is virgil van dijk going to uh, kind of suffer from the 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 injury and the timeout and you know how is he going to come back it's it, it's just so assuring now and I, and it might be a bit of fan bias i don't know but like just to see him aerially dominate like somebody like benteke or you know whatever it really just gives you such a wonderful sense of yeah we're in control and there's no way you can really score and also it gives you it does make you feel good that Klopp's actually going to look after him and not say right BVD's here you're playing twice a week all year now don't worry about it he's literally said in a big game in a big home game as well against Milan the first CL game where if we slipped up you you got to take three points in that game he just said yeah no you sit on the bench if I'm desperate for you mm. I'll put you on but otherwise I want you a week off you recover proper go for it again next week and now with that mm. he gets another week off you know because he's not playing midweek yeah. again. So Absolutely. it's really smart from Klopp. And I'm so glad that he's sticking to his word of rotating and looking after the players. And he's just got a little bit unlucky with, with Elliot and uh, with Thiago. Otherwise, we'd be a fully fit squad going into the next next phase of three games, you know. Um, especially with, with the, the Brentford, Porto, and I can't remember who, who I think it's City before the end of the um, this, this phase of games. So... You know, still a big bunch of games to come. And Guy, uh, to to really emphasise VVD's record, as Dan, uh, our own Dan Kennett on Twitter, Darth, has has put the EPL record with VVD versus non-top six teams now stands at played 74, won 63, drawn 8, lost 3, 43 clean sheets, which is 58% of the matches, 48 goals conceded in 74 games, 0.65 goals per game conceded, and 2.66 points per game. You're talking league winning form. That's that's beat. The, so Sai loves beat the dross, win the league. That literally is beating the dross and winning the league stuff, guy. Yeah, he's the best centre-back in the world. He's the best centre-back I've seen at Liverpool in my supporting lifetime. I think only people who saw Hanson have, have someone to compare to really, don't know. Um, he, he, he's a phenomenon. I want to go back to the argument of most important player, just to be contrarian and a bit of a knobhead. I think, right, so last season, I think we could have still won the league without Van Dijk. But we had Gomez injured at the same time. And Matty. And Matty. Obviously, Matty was till the end of January, wasn't he? So no, I think, I, I think I mid, thought, mid, mid-January. He, he I thought missed he got, a couple I thought of... He got in, Oh, yeah, he missed a game, then he got diagnosed, didn't he? And then we... Yeah, he missed a couple. He had two stints out, Matip. Then he came back, and we oh, were all excited. He? And then he was out again, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And then we tried to sign mm. him back in the world. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think I think we could win the... Li- like, maybe not this season, because Chelsea are really strong, but last season, I'll use it. I think we could have won the league without um, Van Dijk last season. We were obviously on course to do that. And we were top... We were top of the yeah, exactly. a really good point. We were top of the league when Matip and Vita and yeah. Gomez were around, mm-hmm. and we were we. What happened after that was we lost a whole load of defenders mm-hmm. and, at Christmas, and then it, it, we started playing midfielders in defence, and the whole output of scoring goals went in the bin. Mm-hmm. And, and my point is now that we have Kanata as well, who obviously looked great today, I think we have enough depth to carry. Again, touching wood, 
do not want to get any of them in. I think we could carry an injury at centre-back now because the quality backup's there. But as I mentioned earlier on, if Trent gets injured, that's a different story. If Mo Salah gets injured, I don't think we'll be able to win the league with a front three of current Mane, Firmino and Jota. I, so I think he's our best player, but due to squad depth, maybe not our most important, if that makes sense. Because I think Mo, Mo is just consistent. Like He's just constant at um as as our forward, he never drops off, and and Trent Trent's our Trent's our biggest part of the system. So I I think he's top three in terms of importance, but I think maybe Trent because well, it'd be Milner or Nico all season, and then up front I don't, I just don't think anyone is as robotic as as Mo. So that I I'm basically saying this for a to discuss, but I think he's definitely up there. But I think there's two others you could argue maybe Allison as well. Well, I'm not sure how good Keller is, but. Now that it's not Adrian, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, big, big Kev's good, but Big Kev's <laughs> yeah. not Allison for sure. So yeah, I, I I see your point, but obviously the counterpoint is if you lose Mo for the whole season, we won't win the league. You lose you lose so this is individually, not as a group. So let's not scare anyone, right? So individually, if you lost Mo for a season, you don't win the league. You lose Trent for the season, I don't think you win the league. You lose Fab for the whole season, I don't think you win the league. I really don't. I really mm. don't. I think that's how important Fab is as well. And then obviously mm. you lost Van Dyke last year, but then you lost two other defenders. You don't win the league without Van Dyke as well because the mm. what Darth's point is his individual, his individual effect on the team and the players is so big that defensively we just go up leaps and bounds, mm. leaps and bounds. It is a difference in terms of oh, yeah, is. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and that's the difference. So I com- I completely agree with your point. There are. Mm-hmm enough individual players in this in this team that if we lost them we don't have sufficient backup to go and just dominate it would be right we need someone Mm -hmm. to step up from nowhere like like who's going to step up for mo who would step up for trent i think that is the that is the same for maybe everyone bar chelsea are weird apart from lukaku i don't maybe Kante. i don't think there's anyone who is that key to their success no Whereas you look at us, maybe City to a lesser degree, but as we say, we've probably got, what, five, six? Mm. We've got five that can't really be replaced. Yeah. We could probably win the league without one, maybe two of them, as we say. Because we we could win the league with Hendo as the six, but the knock-on effects of who replaces Hendo as the eight, etc. But then if you, look at, if you look at City, if Diaz gets injured, would they win the league? You'd Edison. probably say so. Edison is probably the big one, yeah. But I don't think anyone's that key for City. No. And Chelsea, as we said, if Lukaku gets injured, they'll they'll go back to fourth because Timo Werner's shit. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we I think they'll win. They just won't thrash people. That's all. Yeah. But but, but like you said, it's interesting yeah. to see what would happen with them if they were to lose a couple of players. I think you know with City, they, they've managed without KDB. You know at times. They managed without silver. They, they, they managed without all the big players at one point mm. or another. They could manage without Sterling. They managed mm. without Silva, Bernardo. They managed without. You know, it's just mm. we. It's just they have such a stack. Fernandinho spot. is not that guy anymore. Yeah. No. So Rodri. Like he was it, a couple it, it would, the test would be Rodri Gundogan maybe. If they mm. lost both of those, then they'd be in a bit of trouble. But yeah, you can't compare squad mm. sizes with teams like that. No, but, no. I just said yeah. I think yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's oh, how a unique thing. Ours is. We're so that like. It's not a huge. Well, it is a bit of a huge drop off in some of them, but like 
they're so unique to the way we play. Whereas, mm. as we mentioned with City, they're all samey. Like, they have 200 number 10s and stuff like that. Whereas I was, like, Fab is a beast. Van Dyke's one of a kind. Yeah. Allison's one of a kind. Whereas I think they've got mm. all, like, samey level quality players. Where I was, were just like, we have so many, like, one of a kind players. It's almost yeah. impossible to buy back up. Like, I'm not saying I, I we agree. shouldn't buy back up. But, yeah, I think they're it's all... impossible to replace. Yeah, it exactly. has to be something different. Like Simicast is very different to Robo. Yeah, yeah. K is very different. So, um, anything else to add on that topic, K? Before we close out the show, I mean, that was. That, I, I'm glad we're just discussing this hypothetically. You guys okay, yeah, yeah, it's hypothetical. It's <laughs> hypothetical. I, I think we've all made good points, and there's no easy answer to that question. It just yeah. Isn't. No, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. It's 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 enough that we can just enjoy those a lot. But oof, um, I mean, guys, giving me a lot of a, a lot of uh, food for thought there. I mean, who is the most important player? But yeah, uh, it's yeah. I I think it's that middle that middle sort of spine that you have uh, down there. It's it's just you know even when Fab today messes up a little bit, even when Virgil is not hundred percent dominant. You have to get through so many of those players to score against us, and it's like it's so. That's why it's so difficult to just pick one of them. Absolutely, totally agree. It is. Um, okay, um, there's not much else, guy. And man of the match, maybe. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't think anyone was mm. like consistently great. I mean, I'll go with Simicas. Yeah, I was thinking Milner, but he kind of went a bit wild at the end. <laughs> he was trying to get... <laughs> Milner <laughs> he was, was tricking to... a lot of people. <laughs> I know. I was like, "How did you should have probably been sent off twice by now, Jim?" Jim. <laughs> um, um, maybe Allison, maybe Canate yeah. for the situation. I'd probably say Allison, but again, we we mentioned that the Crystal Palace only had a couple half chances. But he dealt with him really. I'll say Kanai because obviously coming in for his first game, built like a wardrobe, as I keep saying, and look, he looked like a Liverpool defender. That's probably the most mm. important takeaway. Mm. Okay, mm. okay. Yeah, I, I think I stick with with Timikas from uh, also like partially sentimental reasons of his. You know, he's coming to the squad. Um, he's had that year out, and the, the, uh, just the way he applies himself, it's not just the clever stuff. It's not just the way he. He fills in for Robo and does you know special things. It's just the grit that he has. He he's just so hardworking in so many situations. He'll scrap with the opposition on the floor, and I think that just endears him to me quite a lot. In addition to all the other stuff, so um, yeah, just to you know, it, it's more just to say like all these all these people who've come into the team and and deputized in such a difficult situation that it's been absolutely brilliant, and I think that's why we're giving. Our respective man of the match awards to you know two of those players who just come in and and helped out. Yeah, Simicast for me just because of the 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 the, the delivery today was superb, and I love calling him Costas because he cost us nothing. So I just, <laughs> I just just love it. So yeah, Costas the man of the match for me in that one. So, but um, it was overall a really really good day at the office for Liverpool. Made loads of changes. Another 3 0 mm. win, some brilliant finishing um, from Sadio, Mo, and then Nabi. Always a collector's item for Nabi goals. Uh, and then the only dark bit was Thiago, but fingers crossed it's not 
serious now a week's rest and we don't have to take the cup seriously i know a lot of people want to win the cup dave especially wants to win a cup but um the squad just isn't in the place to risk a cup but yeah if we had more money or if we could spend on players then i'm sure we'd do what city do and just thrash everyone in every cup and just go and win it or at least get to the final but um from my point of view great day uh, another great win and hopefully um we we continue the run next this time next week where we'll be just in the first half of the uh, Brentford game so uh, let's see who's hosting next week i may be back again but it may be Nina back next week. We'll see. And thank you so much to everyone in Discord that's um, joined us live. Uh, been superb. Thank you so much as well to Guy and Kaylin for joining me and not making me babble on my own on this show. Um, I don't thank all of you that didn't call in. That's not very nice because you're calling for Nina. But uh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll be back very, very soon. Thank you so much, folks. And um, yeah, you know, up the reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.